Hi, this is Lydia Cornell with God Shots, the podcast and the video. And we have our favorite guest back, Daniel Lockwood, one of my favorite guests. He has the most wisdom and inspiration I've ever heard in the past 15 minutes, <laughs> the past year or two. I've gotten to know Andrew. He's a master plumber out of Colorado. He's a blue collar worker. He and I have a lot of ideas to share. He's one of the smartest people I've ever met. I met him on Quora and he was writing these things to help people. And I just want to hear his wisdom today. He's also writing a book. And so take it away, Daniel, Daniel Lockwood. Oh, thank you very much. Hello, everybody out there. Um, I'm blessed to be friends with Lydia. I think she's got the same um, goals in mind that I do. Uh, actually, uh, probably that a lot of people have. Uh, we just want the world to be a better place. That's all. Um, one of my core belief systems is is that life is easy. Um, life, I really don't life? believe that life is difficult. I never have. Uh, even when I was in the middle of uh, my alcoholism, I had this knowing that. Um, are you there? Yes. Can you hear me? Yeah. Yes. Uh, maybe I should speak up. Uh, even when I was in the middle of my Actually, I always had this knowing that uh, all of my pain and suffering was by my own hand. Mm. Uh, I don't believe in the word blame. I never have. I think that uh, it is the action of cowards. Mm -hmm. As soon as you run and point fingers, then uh, you're disempowering yourself by doing that. You're taking away the energy that it's needed to get things done. Um, Start over one second. That's, you that's said something that uh, I really do try to get other people to understand is that stop blaming and start uh, taking charge. Start uh, um, looking as if everything that you face is something that you can um, affect at some level. There is right. no such thing as a situation you have no choice in. That doesn't exist. There, it, it's not out there. Um, let, me my, um, let me go back for a second. Of my recovery, my sponsor asked me a very important question. He, he said, um, "He said, do you think there's anybody on this planet you can think of, alive or dead, that can make do something you don't want to do?" And I uh, thought about it for a second, and I said, "No, I guess not." And he goes, "Congratulations, it's your fault." <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, "Oh, that's a great, wonderful." Man, I was actually mad. I think I used the F word a few times. <laughs> but uh, he was correct. And, and the thing is, is the sillier the situations are that you can make up to try to disprove the idea, the more you can solidify it. Um, Daniel, wait, Daniel. to my best friend's head and yeah. they say, uh, take this drink or I'm going to pull the trigger. Do I have a choice? Yeah, I do. Uh, it's not a good choice. I won't hand you that. I will give you that. But you always have a choice. You, 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 you just do. There is no such thing as no choice. Right. And in turn, there's uh, uh, very few victims because of that. If you're walking down the street and get hit by a meteor, okay, you're a victim. <laughs> you got hit by a meteor. You weren't supposed to be walking around looking for something. <laughs> but yeah. taking charge of your own life is really where the power is at. And that's really where happiness is at, too. Mm, I love it. The uh, and the, the the proof of that is is that the most 
irresponsible people you can think of. The ones they don't pay their bills and they're rude and they mooch off of people. They can't keep a job and and uh, they come to bank and they, they don't take care of themselves and on and on. If the most irresponsible people you think of are also the most miserable people you can think of, then the opposite has to be true. I, mean, I love your opposites, yeah. The most responsible people you can think of are the happiest. They, they're the ones that uh, uh, you can rely on. They're, they're always on time and they're always kind and, and uh, um, their that's bills true. are paid and their house is clean and it's just dumb stuff like that. But really, that's in, you don't need to take my word for it. All you have to do is look into your own life and, and see the same people. Don't you agree with that? Yes, but Daniel, let me go back. In the very beginning, I keep interrupting you to repeat the first sentence you said because it didn't come through clearly. Life is not supposed to be hard. Is that what you said? No, I, I, I truly believe that life is easy. I just do. I don't, easy. I don't life think is it's easy. difficult at all. I, never have. I love this. Yeah. And I love the way you I think. I think that people want to be difficult because as soon as they can... As soon as they can convince themselves it's difficult, they've got great excuses for lousy behavior. Oh, wow. That's so true. <laughs> I'm guilty of that myself. So, yeah. Oh, well, no, and so am I. I oh, my God, I'm not beyond that myself, and I do yeah. catch myself. Uh, so, which is, <laughs> you know, that's fun. Uh, yeah, I, I think do, we're I human. I myself judging people. I ask myself uh, being irresponsible and all kinds of stuff. Uh, it's just. We're yeah. human. We're human. We're, we, we're, to get beyond that is, yeah. I've said it before, I think what really separates humans from other creations is we can choose to evolve. We can make a choice to be better. That's true. We, we can, I don't think the grizzly bears wake up in the morning and go, yeah, I'm going <laughs> to be a better grizzly bear today. I don't think they say that. You know? <laughs> I, think, no. I think people are the only ones that have that ability to make a choice to rise above their instincts and to um, rise above what the group mentality is demanding of us. That's right. That's right. I love what you said earlier when we were on the phone so, um, about ch changing the world, changing your reality. It starts with you, right? We have to. Yes, it it, why isn't it hard, though? Why is this easy? Because I, I sometimes have tasks I have to do that I know that it's part of the trials I have to go through to get a certain job I want or an, you know, a, a, an acting job or, and it's, I dread it sometimes, it's painful. Why can't they just give me the job? <laughs> um, so it, it, it goes back in, in my opinion, we have a visitor up here, a little kitty might show up. Um, oh, I love kitties. It goes back to uh, AA where uh, it says, uh, let go, let God. And that's, mm -hmm. that's a saying for those of you who aren't familiar with the sayings that are posted on the walls inside the rooms. That's one. Of them. Uh, mm -hmm. And a lot of people equate letting go with giving up. Yeah. And they're not the same. Uh, letting go is, and I'll make a circle here in a second. Letting go is the same thing as sailing your boat to the middle of the ocean, uh, poking a hole in the bottom of it, or giving up. Giving up is the same thing as uh, sailing through the middle of the ocean, poking a hole in the bottom of your boat, throwing your radio overboard, and 
all your provisions and, and diet. That's giving up. And uh, yeah. I think that's a horrible idea. Please don't ever give up. But letting mm. go, on the other hand, is being in your boat, realizing or admitting that you're lost on the ocean, pulling into a port you've never seen, and asking somebody you've never met to take you somewhere you've never been. Oh, that's letting yeah. go. That's right. That's right. That's, letting that's go. The difference. And it, yeah. It's a leap of faith. And, and uh, uh, the, the, the reason why this works is you and me and everybody else out there, everything that ever happened in your life was because you let go. Yeah. All right. You you decided to let uh, another power, whether you want to label it as a deity or not, I, I don't care. Mm -hmm. But you you said I'm going to make a leap of faith and trust in this process or this person or this idea, and let's see where it goes. And you could roll the camera backwards on it, your life and see that everything that happened happened because you finally stopped striving for it so much. Oh wow! I you love said, that. You know. I let go. I'm going to do something else. That's so true, that's, that's isn't it? Actually, believe it or not, serendipity. That, this serendipity. is chapter four in my book, which is uh, terribly unedited. You know, my favorite word is synchronicity. That's the whole theme of God shots. I have uncanny coincidences. And it's, there's no mistakes. Like you said, there's, there are no mistakes and everything's right on time, right? I agree with it, absolutely. And the, and the thing is, is even just scientifically speaking, <laughs> this will really, this, I think this one's weird. Scientifically speaking, so religion and philosophy completely off the table here. We're just talking science. Yeah. Nothing happens that isn't supposed to. Nothing happens that isn't supposed to. And the, uh, if something were to happen that wasn't supposed to, now what you're doing is you're admitting two points of creation. Uh -huh. you, you can't say you can't say if you believe in God, you can't say that over there, that's not God. Right. That doesn't make sense because now you're saying, okay, that came from another point of creation. So in other words, now scientifically speaking, there's only one origin of creation, and that's physics, right? You look at the uh, the four forces of nature, the strong force, the weak force, and electromagnetism and gravity, mm -hmm. which they've been trying to unify forever. Mm. And that's the rules. There are no other sets of rules. Everything emanates from that point. They can't go out there and say that isn't supposed to happen. That's a lot. Everything that happens was supposed to happen because the proof of it is that it did. It did, exactly. Is, but what about need to, what about reaction, action and reaction? If you didn't react to that event happening, then it would be a take a different course, wouldn't it? You know, I like what Dyer said about that. Um Wayne Dyer, uh, for people out there, he's an author and, and called the, uh, um, the father of self-help, which it probably was more like Andrew Carnegie or something. But anyway, mm -hmm. uh, but that was kind of his label, his, his moniker. And uh, uh, he said that just because there are starving children in the world and you disagree with that, as most people would, that's just as much as part of the universe as is your desire to eradicate it. Oh, that's wow. also part of the universe. That's also part of what's supposed to take place. Does that go in line with acceptance is the key to serenity? Accepting what is? Yes, I think so. I think that I, I really do. When you push against doors that open inward, 
your room's going to stay dark forever. You mm. know, I mean, you're never going to let the light in. Oh, wow. That's right. That's right. So acceptance, but accepting something. It's like I had a friend, Kathy Gelbart, uh, Larry Gelbart's daughter, and he, he created MASH, the TV show MASH, and the movie Tootsie. And she, <laughs> she was uh, in my group when I first got sober, and she said she used to resist every morning. She'd get angry at the shopping cart she'd find in the elevator where she lived. And every morning she'd curse that shopping cart, go, how rude these people are to leave that in the elevator for all, all their elderly people. And then she said, wait a minute. I have to accept that I'm going to see that shopping cart every day and I'm going to be happy to see it and I'm going to try to move it myself and just contribute to society. And the minute she accepted that she's going to see it every day, it disappeared. It never showed up again. You know, you know? And the, the interesting question is, and here's the one that'll put your head in the belt. If it hadn't have been a shopping cart, would it have been something else? Mm, yeah. would, would that mindset simply have placed itself on something else and then you would have labeled that? And that would have been the blame again. Exactly. That's a homeless person or, yeah, exactly. Wow, interesting. There's so much in metaphysics I'm fascinated by with Wayne Dyer and quantum physics and your book. What is the chapter you're looking at right now? Uh, so I'm looking, so this is, <laughs> uh, for, for those of you or who are listening, all seven of you or whoever you are, <laughs> uh, I don't know. <laughs> you're, gonna, you're gonna hear the title of this and more than likely you're gonna put up um, a defense to it. Bear with me on this. Okay. Trust me. Um, the title of this particular essay in my book is How to Make Wishes Come True. And I know how to do it because I do it all the time. Oh, wow. I think and everybody wants that book. Not only that, not only that, I can show you how every wish you make actually comes true. All, all real wishes that you make actually come true. They just do. Tell us more. I'm telling you, this is rock solid. So there's four steps to wishing for something and leveraging it or using the laws of the universe to uh, manifest it. Okay. Mm-hmm. So the first rule is there are some things you can't wish for. All right. You, um, I would say the, the biggest thing you can't wish for is anything for other people. Mm. That's, um, I can't, I can't wish for you to have a better life or I can't, I can't wish for you to have more money. Now, mm -hmm. I, I do believe in prayer. And the reason why I believe in prayer in is, is because that brings in a third idea. That brings in another energy. Uh, it's, you're, go, you're going, you're, you're acknowledging that there's a greater power out there. And what you're trying to do is at least spotlight something else that you feel might need assistance or help or, or whatever. Mm -hmm. So wishing for other people through prayer, I think that's fine. I don't have a problem with that. But mm -hmm. wishing just strictly for other people, I think that's unethical. Yeah, yeah. And the other thing is, is, is you're, you're only... Are, are you there? Yes, I think you, okay. shut, you cut out. Next time I'm gonna have you get some headphones so I can hear you better. Yes, I'm here. 
You can't wish for other people. How about if I do that? Can you hear me better? Much better. Yeah. What 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 happened? Can you hear what me better that? that way? Yes, much better. Okay. So, well, curious George was blocking the microphone, I think. Oh. Okay. Um you're not it, it, you're allowed to wish for something if it's something that can actually take place for someone. Um you can't wish to be six foot four if you were born four foot three. All right. It, it, that's just it. That's not going to happen. You can't wish for the powers of Superman. All right. right. Never going to happen. So anything that is obviously something that you can't get, anything fantasy or something, don't. That, don't do that. So that's the first thing. You can't wish for unrealistic things or you can't wish for something for other people because that's unethical. I wouldn't push my will on other people no matter what. I think that's right. wrong. Agreed. Um, you know, you, uh, I, I think that the best thing you can do is to live a life that other people want and they're the ones that are supposed to come up to you and ask you what's in your gas tank. That's the way to live. Right. Other than that, uh, that's the only, the influence people through your own life and that's about it. Um, so the second, the second, um, uh, uh, the second part of making wishes come true, and this is actually the easiest one, is you can't have any conditions on your wishes. No conditions. All right. Um, I used to make wishes that would sound like when I was single. Um, boy, you know, she she sure is pretty, but what's the use? You know, I mean, why why would this person find me attractive. So where's the wish in that statement? Well, the wish was the condition. Ah. Oh. The condition was, but what's the use? That That's what came true. It oh, wasn't I what I thought it was. Uh, it wasn't that I thought, oh, you know, her or something. So the problem is, is if you put conditions on your wishes, those are the wishes. Oh, how right? interesting. Yeah, it limits so, you. It does. Um, no conditions are allowed, and and that's it, it, it's. Uh, I'm going to make you know, look at my notes here, but there there are phrases that you don't, you want to avoid, like someday or if or when the time is right or eventually. Oh yeah, avoid that. Just, just drop drop conditional phrasing and words out of your vocabulary. Okay. Yeah. Um, I want to be healthy. Um. I want to be healthy by next year. There's a condition. Wow. Uh, sorry, right but it now. is. Yeah, I uh, agree with you. Just right say now I want to be healthy. Time. Yeah, right. You know, just I want to be healthy. That's no conditions because that really takes away the energy of the wish. Okay, so here we go. Starting to go deeper down the rabbit hole. <laughs> okay. And you're already, you already, uh, Lydia, you're already going to be familiar with this because they talk about it in uh, AA, right? Right. So the second condition to, or the third condition, my apologies, to uh, making a wish come true is you've got to be willing to pay any price. You just do. You have to be willing to pay any price to get what you want. Ooh. Now, willingness is the energy that we're talking about here. Willingness. Um, Step three. <laughs> It is step three. And the thing is, is, is 
I remember my step three that I made uh, inadvertently mm-hmm. before I, I went to the, uh, finally started going to the uh, meetings that really did change my life. But I made this step three prayer for myself that said, I don't care if I die uh, naked and broke tomorrow as long as I die sober. Doesn't matter. I was willing to let go of everything that meant mm. anything to me as long as I could have sobriety. Oh, everything. I see. Any length, going to any lengths, yeah. Matter. I, I, I just, I, I didn't, it didn't matter if I was going to walk around naked for the rest of my life. Didn't mean anything. <laughs> right. It was just wrong. Yeah. Well, you know what, and, and it really was. I was like, I, and, and I felt I had no, um, no kind of spiritual cash for this. I had n- nothing to leverage it with. Right. No, nothing to give in order to get what I thought was priceless. Mm. So here we go. Would you be willing to win Powerball if it meant you were going to be blind for the rest of your life? Ooh, not me. <laughs> no. You know, there are, yes, there, here we go. This is, <laughs> yes, th- th- this is what I'm talking about. There, um, you know, um, would you be willing to find true love if it meant you had to die next year? Wow. You know, so. <laughs> this is like a game these show are, I created. These are what would you, now, yeah. What would you do? What would you do? Yeah. This is a moral dilemma. Moral so, dilemmas. Yeah. I will say this, and I'm sure Lydia will agree with me, and please chime in. Um, the willingness to pay any price does not mean you are going to pay an ultimate price. That doesn't mean anything. It, it means you are, you are willing to whatever the universe asks of you, you're going to hand it over. Wow. For your wish. You're going to be asked for a price because every wish has a price. Oh, every wish has a price. Does. There's a price in there. Whatever it is, <laughs> there it is, right? So, and there, and, and the, the thing is this, every single, every single step I'm talking about here, what's really cool about it is, is everybody can look back at their own lives and look back on everything that they were pining for and wanting and desiring and realize that all of these steps actually took place. Everything. Oh, wow. How weird. Everything. Yeah. Okay. You, you said in order for you to find love that you were done looking for it guarantee you guarantee it i know that that's because and that's the next step that's coming up but you also said at some point look i'm i'm willing to pay whatever price it takes i don't care i just want i just want to be i want to be loved i want to be happy whatever it takes so (laughs) here's the good news the ultimate, whatever price the universe asks of you is often a double positive, and it's very seldom actually negative, but you can't fake it. You can't go, okay. oh, I'm willing to pay any price. Let's get it now. No, you oh, really yeah. do. You really got to be in that place where you're willing to pay any price. Um, I, I got to ask you, Lydia, and I, I, want, and, and I, I have a feeling I know what you're going to say. I don't want to project. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the prices I had to pay for my recovery yeah 
was everybody I thought was a friend out the window. Oh. Everyone. Yeah. Wow. And if I would have known, if I, if somebody would have said that ahead of time about my recovery, I wouldn't have recovered, recovered. Right, 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 right. It's a gradual, gentle process because the, the spirit of love, which I call God or good orderly direction, wants the best for us. I don't think it's a struggle because the things that are meant to be for us are, are easy. It's not, I don't think that they are, I mean, you want things that seem to be materialistic or, or far away or something impossible to get. And then I, I don't think a lot of us, I wouldn't do anything for that, for a material thing. But now, for inner and, peace, and I would. That's just, now you're talking about, now you're talking about Maslow's uh, seasons of life where you're a warrior and you're, a, you're mm. an architect and you're, a, you're what, you, an know athlete. I'm, you know what I'm talking yeah. about. Yeah. Uh, where you're, uh, um, yes, uh, and then you're, uh, um, you're a savior. Uh, you, you work into a different, you different phases of your life. Mm -hmm. um, where you're so basically wait. the the ego falls away the older you get if you're going through these phases. See, um, I don't remember giving up anything. I didn't but, state out loud I'm giving up my friends. Uh, sobriety came as a gentle breeze, and it kind of overtook me without my permission, in a way just by my surrender and it was such a beautiful process that i don't feel i gave up anything i gained the world i gained my soul and then i was on the right path did you give up on trying to live life in your terms is that something you gave up you said yes see yeah yes yes yes, yes. That's, so yeah. Yes, you go, you know, uh, I want this, if this, I want this, if this. And when you drop all of that, oh, yeah, yeah, the floodgates open. So, that's right. Here's the, four, the fourth, and so like as these get harder, okay. <laughs> the rules ah. get harder for making wishes come true. Here's okay. the fourth rule. Uh -huh. Sucks, I'm terrible at it. But I will say this every wish I've had come true, this fourth rule is ironclad. What is it again? Repeat the rule again. I didn't hear you. I didn't. I haven't said it yet. The fourth rule oh, okay. I haven't said. Okay. And I'll go through all three of them or all four of them again in a minute. Okay. The fourth step is, the third one was, um, you got to be willing to pay any price. That's the, the third step. Second mm -hmm. step was uh, no conditions. And the first step was uh, you can't wish, for what you can't wish for, what you're not allowed to wish for. Right. So the fourth, this is the fourth step. And this one's the, the most difficult, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. um, in order to get what you want, you got to let go of it. You got to well, let it go. You have, to, you have to let it go. Let go of the it, desire, right? Yes. The desire. You, you really do have to go. Uh, I don't, and, 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 and you can't fake it. You cannot fake this one. You can't nope. go, oh, I don't want this. I mean, and I've seen, I've seen my wife do it. She goes, I can't find my keys. Let's just go. Here they are. <laughs> exactly. I've had it happen like clockwork every time. Every How time. many times have you driven around a parking lot looking for a closed space and you finally park and you walk by three right up front? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, how can you not laugh at that? You're going, all right, whatever. Uh, yeah. It's just, it gets dumb. Uh, so Is this, can you read that the right way? It might read so, backwards. Yeah. Let go. <laughs> it, you have to let go. And, and the only way I know to actually let go of what you want, and this is, this is key. And I think mm -hmm. this is part of how the universe is wired. 
mm -hmm. is you've got to turn towards something that you want more. Mm. Oh, yeah. Ah, yes. Distraction. Distract yourself. You've got, you've got to go, you know what? I'm going to quit trying to kick this ball downhill because it's going to roll anyway. Yeah. And not only that, I'm probably going to fall on it trying. And I'm going to turn toward something else over here. I'm going to go ahead and let go of this because it's already got an energy now. It's already mm -hmm. got a, a force behind it. Mm -hmm. And I, I got to tell you, there's so many times. And, and here we go. This, is, this mm -hmm. is where it really, really goes down the rabbit hole is everything, like I said, everything, everything that has happened in your life that you, that you were wishing for, these four things happened. Everything. All four of these things took place. Wow. You didn't wish for anything stupid. There was something that couldn't happen, and you didn't wish yeah. for somebody else. That's true. And you really didn't, you quit putting conditions on it. No conditions. Mm -hmm. Then you said, um, I'm willing to pay any price. Whatever price, I'm willing to pay any price. I'm willing to pay any price. Oh, wow. And that one's, that one's tough because a lot of there's a lot of things that people will say, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to let go of this. Mm -hmm. And then of course you've got to let it go. You got to let it go. The willing to, to pay any price though. Give me more examples of that because I don't remember negotiating that way when I had my, when I gave my dream down here. I want to bore the audience. Pay any price could mean, you mean you're willing to walk away from the things that were hurting you before. In other words, I don't want to make want... it sound too fancy, but I'm going to read it off and I might surprise okay. myself. So thank you. I said, um, you must be willing to pay any price and at any price. Really? Yes. Any price. This one's usually the biggest, the big stumbling block. This is where we separate intent from fantasy. All right. Mm -hmm. The energy being promoted here is willingness. Without there, the, without there, this there exists no currency for your purchase. There's nothing that you can spend for your purchase if you don't have willingness. That's what it is. Okay. Reaching towards a goal with nothing to offer in return is futile. Oh. You've got to be willing to return. You've got to be able to give something in return. So, I'll give um, up something to I, get. Yes. 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 I said. Uh, um, I think about every. Think about everything that's coming to your life so far. Um, is there not some sort of balance to well, it? Well, oh yeah, like you when find I gave food, up... fine, get a job and earn money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, um, go buy food. Uh, you want to go to the movies? Same thing, time and money. Mm -hmm. You perform a skill for others, and in return, they hand you a way to reward yourself mm -hmm. with whatever items or pastimes you want to manifest. The greater your skill combined with the more you sell it and shop it, the more the potential for higher compensation and in turn, the more leverage you have in your own life. Oh, wow. Big ticket items carry the same rules. They simply oh, require higher reimbursements. So in other words, like when I wanted to have a child, I gave up, you know, running around and dating other people. I, I, I gave, yes, you're right. You're right. There were certain things I wanted that were big things in life. Yes. And I, I, I thought about them. I dreamed about them. And yes, I gave up a lot of old bad habits. Yeah. How about this one? What did you give up for fame? Uh, yeah. That's a tough one, isn't it? Yeah. 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 
you know, and, and, and mine, you look mine back came and you so go, naturally. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. To be honest with you, it happened so fast. You know, and you go, what are, yeah. you, you just were willing, you were willing to pay any price or you wouldn't be there. No, 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 no. Um, I, mine, mine I will pick ticket items, carry the same rules. They simply require higher re reimbursements. They're usually, these are usually filed under ambitions, goals, or dreams. The bigger the objective, the higher the potential price. And that's, this is very important that I'm saying potential. This isn't what's, this isn't an actual price. It's your willingness for a potentiality. All right. All right. Big difference. I emphasize potential for a very important reason. Let's go to ridiculous extremes with a few examples and find out if you have a disposition that qualifies for materialization. Uh, again, I wrote, would you be willing to win the lottery if you lost your eyesight? Um, would you like to be fit and healthy only to be lonely for the rest of your life? <laughs> those, listen, those, those aren't actually uh, Would you like real... to be famous, but you could never be a... Wait, can you hear me? Yeah. Okay, because earlier I, I kept trying to interrupt and tell you about Sorry. my story, but I think we our earplugs, our ears aren't hearing each other. Um, my, mine have these ear pods on and you have a microphone and that might be cross-circuiting. But oh. I didn't feel I gave up anything for fame. I had like a magical br brand new beginning of my fame. I, I, on the way down, on the other side of it, it was hard to cling on to it. I think I'm getting what you're saying, but I don't think it's always the equation of having to, to make those two horrible choices. That in order to have the lottery, you have to go blind. I mean, you're That's not, not giving what I'm saying. up. I'm just saying that you have to have a willingness there. A willingness. Yeah, that, though, I'm not saying that you're going to pay a high <laughs> price. Yeah, okay, okay. No, okay. Not at all. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that you have to be willing to pay a high price. That, it, it probably won't be asked of you. But the willingness okay. is, is the part of it that has to be there. Okay, I get it. I get it. So for the wishes to come true, I, I think I'm getting what you're saying. For some reason, my brain isn't, because, because I'm trying to think of what I gave up. But I was such on a one-track mindedness, I don't even know what it was I was going to give up yet. Until later, I realized, oh, I almost brought up children. <laughs> you know. You, you were, you, but I, I guarantee you, you were willing to pay any price. You were willing to right. do whatever it took. I think you're right. I didn't know. And you just had to because there you got there. Yeah. Yeah. Not, not that you did. Not that you actually did. Oh, I know. I know. You know I it, it, uh, yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. just that you have this willingness to say, I'm going to, I'm willing to pay whatever it's going to be put in front of me. Okay. And gosh, unfortunately, really... that mindset can lead to self-destruction. So you got to be careful what you wish for. <laughs> exactly. Um, That's the key. Wow. And then, um, again, the, the big things in our life, love, um, mm. peace is a big one. Um, mm. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it, you can look back and realize that you, all of these steps took place. You, you were like, all right, no conditions. Uh, I, I'm willing to pay any price. And then you said, you know what? I'm tired of fighting after this. I'm going to go over here and do this. And then there okay. it was. Yeah, and, exactly. and I'll tell you what really sucks about this too. <laughs> <laughs> when you finally turn away, <laughs> when you finally turn away of what you really want and you go towards something else and it manifests, you don't care if you got it or not because you really exactly. did turn away from it. 
Exactly. Here's here's my You're my going, really? I, 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 I really yeah. Here's how I wrote it. I wrote it in my book a long time ago. If I knew I could be this happy without getting what I thought I wanted, would I have tried so hard to get it and almost killed myself in the process? Because later in life, I found out that what I really loved was having a family. And all those years of struggling to make it in the material world left me very hollow inside. And when I finally had the family and the little boys on the bed and the two dogs, the two kids, and I just was sitting there watching TV together. I went, God, I'm really happy. But I didn't get everything yet. I didn't get that best-selling book yet because I didn't put it out there yet. I, I, I still have holding myself back from the things I thought I wanted. But that's interesting what you just said. That is really interesting. This is going to be a rabbit hole. I have to really go down. Well, and you've, you've got this in one of your emails, this particular. Yes. So... If you want to read it again, this. like I said, it's not okay. edited, so you you know don't don't judge me too harshly there. I won't. Um, I am going to read it again. <laughs> it's so true. It's so true. That's the so the, true. the the one that gets me is that when you let go, like you're chasing it. Say okay, I'll I'll project a little bit. You're going. I sure wish I had a man in my life. And then you mm -hmm. finally said, you know what? Screw this. Yeah. And then there he was, and you couldn't get rid of him. And you're like, really? Do I really <laughs> want to do this? Because, no, see, see what I mean? Yeah. And you're going. Exactly. I, I gave. I already gave up on that. I already let go. And, and then you're going. Well, all right. You know, because you turn towards moderation. Else. Moderation in all things. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Wow. Yeah. It's it's. So, with that in mind, knowing that, everybody has the power to do this. Everybody. Mm -hmm. You can make you can really make wishes come true in your life. It takes a lot of energy, though. Oh, it, it just it takes a lot of it takes a lot of stripping away old ideas. Yeah, old beliefs, old habits. But it can be done, and 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 not only that, everybody's done it. They already have done it because right. they've already gotten things in their life that they wanted. They okay. just didn't realize that they accidentally took all these steps. Oh, but how, sometimes we want, sometimes the universe has a better idea. It's nothing esoteric. It really isn't. It's not this hidden knowledge or anything. It, it's, it's, and, and I, I'm not, I'm not one to say, I don't want this being labeled as some sort of new age metaphysical no. something. It's just, I think it's easy to point out for everybody else that look, Take anybody that you want, roll the camera backwards on your life, and there it is. This, this, right. is, this is what happened. So all You're you right. have to do with that knowledge is repeat the steps. But then you find out that's not what you wanted. If it takes that much energy, I used to have this capacity yes. to manifest. I manifested <laughs> things. I remember I wanted a little boy. I wanted to be married, and I couldn't figure out the biological clock was ticking, and I'd wasted so much time you know, before I got sober. Um, doing all the wrong things. And I finally realized, oh my gosh, I'd love to have a little boy. I don't know where this came from. And literally a year later, I had a little boy. <laughs> but, but it I had to have happened after you, after you let go of it. I did. I let go and I stopped worrying and I started enjoying my life and being grateful. Yeah, Gratitude you, you is something else and then a little boy showed up. Yeah. And yeah, it's, it's, it's really creepy when you start thinking about it. You're going, oh, my God, this actually works. 
Oh, it really does work. Oh my gosh. I have manifested yeah. things. I used to think about being an actress and literally my car drove to Hollywood and I got a series. It was almost, I think the thought came first. Thoughts create a reality. And you're right. Everything lined up, but I don't remember making deals, but I obviously did because I didn't choose to go on and become, you know, a scientist. And later I, I go, why didn't I go to Harvard in grad school? Because I was on a mission to do this one thing and it happened really fast because I was so focused. I think yeah, looking at we... life through a straw can serve you and damage you at the same time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like no this. About that. Yeah. Wow, that's interesting. And that's this, that's just, and I, I, I mean, as far as me speaking about it, it mm -hmm. it's going to be a lot more um, concise reading it because. Me I love talking about it is one thing. If somebody sits down and reads it, they can reread it. Yeah. And this is only one essay out of 18. I you know, know. I love your I've book. It's so hopeful. You give me so much hope in this book. It's so positive about taking charge of your life and creating miracles, I think. Well, my biggest, my biggest goal with this is this. Mm -hmm. and I know you've been there. And again, I'm projecting, but. Mm -hmm. You go to the bookstore. What's a bookstore? Bookstore is where all the books are that you buy that are tactile. All right, that's a bookstore. Um, yeah, <laughs> not yeah. online. Uh, you go to you go to a bookstore. Actual book. Yeah. Yeah. Smell them. I have some like, here somewhere. Little yeah. kids smelling books. Uh, <laughs> um, oh, yeah. You go to a bookstore and you stand in front of the self help section, and I don't. I really don't care for that term. Yeah. I, I mentioned it to Lydia earlier, and I'll say it again, is self-help is a little bit like saying frozen ice. Yeah, exactly. When you uh, said you don't need to say self-help. Right. You either want help or you don't. Breaking uh, news is like that, too. Breaking news. It's just, it's, it, it sounds dumb. Uh, just the help section, and that's, you don't need to call it self-help. It's, yeah, like, it's, it's like this. It's interesting how people use the wrong words. People go, uh, mm -hmm. we need to address mental health. And everybody puts up a barrier over that. I'll, I'll come back to the, the bookstore. Every, everybody puts up a barrier about mental health. And they go, we, we, need to, we need to talk to you about your state of mental health. And mm -hmm. people will automatically put up a defense over this. All you have to do is change the words. Change the words and the defense is dropped. Walk up to anybody and ask them if they're interested in becoming more mentally healthy. <laughs> And it sounds stupid, doesn't it? But you're, all, you're, you're, all you're doing is changing it ever so slightly. Everybody goes, oh, yeah, I want to think better, you know? Yeah, I mean, yeah, 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 that's and right. it, But as soon as you say mental health, yeah. there's, this, there's this preconception that you were raised with that you're below standard, you're substandard. Yeah, That's exactly. not true. That's a lie. Yeah, exactly. It sounds like they're suicidal. I'm interested in becoming bipolar. more mentally healthy. Why wouldn't I be? You know? Uh, yeah. So anyway, the bookstore again. Um, you stand in, and Lydia, you're gonna, I know you're going to have common ground with this. Um, you stand in front of the self-help section in the bookstore. And I've said before, I say it on my blog, uh, it was a little bit like trying to take a sip out of a fire hose. <laughs> Um, you know, you're, you're just getting blasted with all this information and you go, am I going to be able to select my thirst or not? You know, mm -hmm. um, but 
85 to 90 percent of the material written in the self-help section is written by and read by women. Really? Yeah. Well, I know why. We're we're very mentally. <laughs> we've been and, we have blamed society. All human suffering is caused by Victoria's Secret. Yeah, but you, you look who needs it the most right now. Every time I talk to men, other guys, in my style, me just blue collar plumber. Yeah. I I get I see light bulbs going off. I do. Yeah. And I don't want to attack people with information. I want to offer it to them. Take it or yes. not. I don't care. It oh. just, if you want, you want it. But here's an idea. What do you think of it? It's it, 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 we're men are in a horrible place. I think yeah. we're we're taught lies from the time we're little kids. Yeah. Big boys don't cry. Yeah. That's that's, that's garbage. Hold all your emotions in, and then you know, put prison over it. Great. It's just we need more. Exactly. Of that, you know? That's why we're having so much violence. Uh, the the ability and the willingness to be passionate mm -hmm. and to be emotional is not effeminate. Not at Nothing all. Nothing to do with that. It's it's off the table. It doesn't mean anything. I should be able to in this country, especially as a teenager. It gets easier when you get older as a man. I should be able to go up to another man and say, "I love you." Yeah, I love you exactly. And have it nothing to do with sex. That what's that yeah. got to do with it? You know, and 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 what women happens, do we do it all the when time. When men yeah. tell each other they love them when they're drunk. <laughs> it's it's just garbage it really is yeah. it, the, the ability or the willingness to express yourself i think leads to more misery on the side of men than anything i do too really. i love when you said that the first time i so agree with you my little boys my sons they're little they're 26 and 24 now they they really don't have the ability to actually i mean they're empathetic and they're good people but i want them to have the full spectrum of of emotions. I want them to feel okay with expressing compassion and love for each other and, and a little bit of the feminine qualities, which aren't feminine, they're just human. They're, they're just, see, I think, and you, if people out there, you're gonna be, you're gonna know this is true because you've observed it. Mm -hmm. And I'm not a doctor and I don't wanna be one. And I don't, that's not my position I'm looking for. This is strictly observation I'm talking about. But when men repress emotions, and what I mean by this is you've generated a feeling, but you don't express it, right? right? It's been created. It hasn't been let out yet. doesn't matter if it's good or bad. That's, that's not where I'm going with this. Mm -hmm. Three things happen when we do this as men, okay? It comes out unexpectedly, magnified, and mutated. Oh, those, wow. those three things always happen. What it means oh, is... Wow. It bounces around from our spirit, between mm -hmm. our spirit and our ego, and it finally finds a crack in the armor and <clears throat> over here, and you don't even know where it came from. Exactly. You don't even know where the origin point of this is anymore. Misplaced emotion. You know, you end up sitting at uh, two in the morning crying at the My Pillow commercial, wondering what the heck is wrong with you. you exactly. <laughs> you, it, it, you're right. going, what's, what's wrong with me? It, it, 
what's wrong is that it's unhealthy to repress emotions. It really it is. I think it causes cancer and everything else. And, and you, and you, and you, and you, you already know people that have made themselves sick because they're so emotionally repressed. It, it isn't. Well, it isn't this big medical observation. Everybody can see it. There's a, a famous book I love about, it's called The War of Art, because I was trying to figure out why am I procrastinating on write, doing my art? I have so many projects I wanna do and I, I short circuit and just get tired. And The War of Art says, if people would just follow that dream inside them and they would stop um, ignoring their passion in life and the things they're good at and the things they're, that are calling them, whether it's art or writing or playing baseball or painting a painting or, being a mechanic, uh, half the, the hospitals would be empty because it's, it's, we, we, we repress so much of our desire and then we, we have all these aches and pains and cancer. Cancer is very, very connected to emotion. It's very, I mean, so I we have say. a tendency to equate, um, we equate, um, the, we equate pleasure, not happiness, we equate, we equate pleasure with creativity, and they're two different things. Oh, so we chase pleasure. Yeah. Creativity is what we should be chasing. Oh, interesting. Exactly. Exactly. Creativity. What, did you say this once? And I love it. That art is where God intersects humanity, or art yeah, I, is the most yes. visible representation of cre creative. Being creative is pleasing God in a way. It's like doing the thing you're meant to be doing. The, the evidence for art being the balance between living spiritually and living materially is that it's exist, it is the existence of art in all religions. And I don't care if yeah. it's music, if it's a costume, right. the Vatican, every religion Sculpture. has mm -hmm. some sort of deeply artistic expression to it. That's interesting, and yeah. They, they know that that's the balance that is both equally material and spiritual it brings balance art mm -hmm. brings balance and art doesn't have, mean drawing a picture art can no. mean cooking a meal or fixing your car it doesn't mean exactly anything. and doing humor co comedy and and, and, you, and, and, you, you and helping others frame of mind right i'm trying to ask you a question i was looking at these questions over here you said something about um so, so what you're trying to do in the book is to help people realize the power they really have within and that it's not as hard as we think it is. It may take a commitment of changing your old thinking, but once the thinking is changed, everything else seems easy to me. I had to have a, a head transplant when I, you know, a lobotomy almost when I came into the, the program because I went, oh, wow, that's a new way to think. I don't have to struggle anymore. The, the reason, kind of the go, biggest reason I wrote this, no, Apologies, I don't mean to interrupt. No, go ahead. Um, the biggest reason I wrote it was because there didn't seem to be a self-help primer. There didn't seem to be, uh, people were always skipping steps and they go, you need to meditate. Oh, and you right, go, no, right. you can't tell people that. You got, look, first of all, you got to tell them what meditation is and then you got to tell them why to do it. You, yeah. can, you can't just go, you can't skip runs in the ladder. It doesn't, it doesn't work that way. You, you really do need to go first grade on some of this stuff. And it's not insulting. It's just I that, love that. If people don't know, they don't know. That's all. Um, so you're, you got, you're you, you really do need to start with. 
it's like you, people say you've got to learn how to forgive. That'll mm-hmm. never get through to anybody. You'll <laughs> never make that stick. Oh, yeah. You've got to, you've got to teach them what forgiveness is first. <laughs> and how do you do that? What is forgiveness? Oh, boy. Okay. <laughs> uh, that's, that's in my book, too. So mm. forgiveness is not, I'll tell you what it's not. Forgiveness is not saying what that person did over there, I'm okay with. That's not forgiveness. Um, I was working with a gentleman who was trying to sober up. Mm -hmm. And I was talking to him one day and I said, you know, Scott, you're going to have to learn how to forgive or you're going to die. You're going to die. And he goes, there are some people I can't forgive. I'm like, all right, spill it. What's what's going on here? And he said, well, it's my brother. Um, and you've heard this before in the rooms. I wish it wasn't common. Uh, there was physical abuse, incest, mm-hmm. uh, a lot of terrible, horrible, uh, you know, stuff that is just would make anybody cry that happened in this guy's life. The problem is, is this is really common. It happens to a lot of people. I wish it didn't, but I said, okay, I I get that. I get why you don't want to forgive your brother. I understand that. I said, let me ask you something, Scott. Um, Do you know where he is? And he goes, yeah, I know where he is. And I said, all right. Uh, Does he know where you are? And he goes, no, I don't want him to. I said, okay, so first observation is if your brother wanted to make amends somehow, uh-huh. you're the one keeping the door closed. Oh. You're the one that's keeping the door shut. He can't get a hold of you. He doesn't, you know where he is, but he doesn't know where you are. So if he wanted to make things right, if he wanted to make yeah. things better, you're the one that's, that's stopping that flow. And he goes, yeah, I right. suppose. I said, okay. So let's do some role playing here. Uh-huh. I'll be your brother. You be you. And I want you to answer me honestly something. I said, Scott, I, I, I'm, it's easy for me to go into state on things. So mm. I said, Scott, um, I'm sorry. I'm sorry for what happened between us. And I need you to do something for me. I need you to take out all of the pain and hostility and bitterness and darkness and rage and everything that is boiling inside of you and making you unhappy and ruining your life and give it to me. Go ahead and pull out all of this crap and give it to me. And I will take over this burden and you can walk away free of it. Wow. Yeah. And I asked Scott, I said, can, can that, can he do that? Can your brother do that? And he was turning pale. He really was. And he goes, no. I said, no. Oh, wow. Nobody can take your pain away. Wow. That's a really great analogy. Wow. I said, yeah. I said, Scott, forgiveness it's not about saying what the other person did is okay. It's about dropping the feelings that are giving you cancer that no one on earth can do anything about but you. That's, That's what forgiveness right. is. 
Exactly. That's what it is. Exactly. It helps you. That, you, you. And people, you know why people don't want to let that stuff go? Well, because it gives them great excuses for crappy behavior. Oh, that's good. And so it's also a fuel. All, that, all your yeah, excuses go out the window. It's a fuel, too. I was fueled by caffeine and resentment for years, or fueled by resentment, because it, it gave me energy in a weird kind of perverse <laughs> yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but resentment gives you energy because you're angry. And you're and when, you, when, you, when you really... Now, here's the kicker. And this is this gets really sad. All right, two things. Mm -hmm. Who's the number one person in life that you should forgive? Yourself. Yes. You should be able to go into the mirror and say, "I forgive you." I forgive you. Which is the same thing as saying, "I, I love you. you unconditionally." I no love that. I love you. Doesn't mean I don't want to improve. I want to improve. I love you. It just means that you. whatever I was labeling as broken, I'm not going to punish myself over it anymore. There's no punishment attached to what I think is wrong. Gone. I love that. So here's the thing. This is going to really be weird. <laughs> when people say, I have a hard time keeping a straight face on this one. <sighs> when people say, Please forgive me. What they really mean is, I wish you'd stop hurting yourself. And that's what they mean. Mm. It's Please tough. Forgive. Wow. Please forgive me. What they really mean is, wow, I'm tired deep. of watching you hurt yourself. Oh, my God. Wow. I have had to sit on my hands and to take contrary action to forgive a certain family member who hurt me so deeply. And I dwelled on it. Dwelling on, on a problem makes the problem bigger. I love yes. Emmett Fox. And I think I made this line up. Withdraw your attention from your enemies and they expire from neglect. Your enemies are your worries and fears most of the time. Other people really can't hurt you that much. It's the power we give them with our worry and our fear and our obsession. But I was dwelling on her and trying to figure her out and trying to make sense of it all. And I finally did, did everything in my power to forgive her so that we could stop hurting each other. And I, I took contrary action. And I began saying, I love you every time I wanted to say, what's wrong with you? <laughs> I would just, that little turn, I love you. I started to stop bearing false witness about her. That's a biblical way of saying, stop looking at everyone as an enemy who's against you because half the people aren't really thinking about you anyway. They're well, busy with their own, whatever's going on. It's impossible to get mad at somebody if their opinion doesn't matter. Correct. Yeah. Oh, very good. Yeah. You, you can't get mad at somebody if their opinion doesn't matter. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, um, as soon as some, as soon as somebody says something and you get upset, you put a validation on their opinion. You had to. Exactly. We take it personally, we get offended, we, we, we make them an enemy. You know, and and another observation that bothers me, and it does bother me, uh, I wish it didn't, is you can't give away what you don't already own. And this is not me. This is, other people have said this. Yeah. I'm just blithering it out also. <laughs> you can't give away what you don't own. 
which means, you know where I'm going, is it possible to love somebody if you don't love yourself first? That is so important. No, that's why we have such, I used to think low self-esteem should be classified as a disability and get tax breaks because, you know, I write comedy, but I was thinking of low self-esteem is caused, I think, that lack of self-love causes you to be envious of others, want what they have, want to kill to get it, or to feel so bad and to allow yourself to be bullied. Yes, bullying is terrible, but to go out and kill people like the Columbine massacres because they weren't popular in school or they were outcasts. If they had self-love, they wouldn't, they wouldn't want to hurt anybody. It's like um, Dyer speaks about Maslow a lot, Abraham Maslow, and uh, the, the ability to become self-actuated, which I, yeah. I recommend to anybody reading about this, even on a superficial level. It's really interesting. Um, and Dyer believed that you can choose to become self-actuated, and Maslow thought that you were born that way. But I, I want to throw my hat in with Dyer. Mm-hmm. But he said, and I'm 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 commenting on what you just said, that um, self-actuated people are independent of the good opinion of others. And I had a hard time wrapping my head around that. Oh. And I finally came to the realization that I didn't I don't care anything what people bad say about me. I don't, I don't care. You can say whatever. But I also don't care what people say good about me. God, you're lucky. I'm still working on that one. It just it just doesn't bother me. I mean, I don't I don't live for applause. I I just don't. And and, uh, I don't I don't react to um, insult. Doesn't matter. Well, you're evolved because a lot of people. I would give anything to let go of what anyone thinks of me, and I still, I still don't want to offend people. I don't want them to get the wrong idea. We have this cancel culture right now where you're canceled for saying something inadvertent at times but um yeah that would be such a liberating thing i'm working on that that's what i want to read your book for i need to really let go of what anyone thinks of me because then i can be free yeah it really can i mean it's like (laughs) i like what george carlin said i'm gonna cuss a little because you ever (laughs) notice that how much of an asshole somebody is is a direct proportion with how close they are to you (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that guy's way over there. That guy's an asshole. But this guy right here, this guy's kind of an asshole. You know, and so <laughs> I'm like, exactly. yeah, that's, yeah, that's kind of true. So, yeah. uh, but if somebody's three, if somebody's three miles away from me and yelling about me, I'm not going to care because I can't hear them. However, I can have the same attitude if they're standing next to me. Exactly. Interesting. Just can't. It? it doesn't mean anything. I like um, Buddha. Buddha had yeah. um, a disciple and people were always belittling him and talking. It's just like any spiritual leader, belittling him and all that. And he never seemed phased by it. And mm-hmm. his disciple said, doesn't this, doesn't it bother you that these people are saying all these things about you and stuff? And he said something really profound. He said, when somebody offers me a gift and I refuse to accept it, to whom does the gift belong? <laughs> Love right. that. That's right. Yeah. And that's Dyer. That's Dyer again, because I'm a big fan oh, of Dyer. I love this Wayne is in Dyer. one of his audio programs. So I'm re-quoting people. I love But Dyer. it's important because other people can hear it. it, it it's I want to at least say that's where I got it from. Yeah. But it's yeah. it's it really is. I mean one of my favorite flips books. Off my way, eh, whatever, you know. I mean yeah. I, yeah, I mean 
I have gone through three years of feeling I was misunderstood. And I have to be understood. Why is it that, how could they ever think these things of me? But um, methinks I doth protest too much, as Macbeth in Macbeth. Um, I, I struggle I with Shakespeare. <laughs> I, I, if I've seen the play, I can read it. I'm just saying. But I, I, if am, I, I cannot, I can't, I can't pick up uh, uh, as you like it and read it and understand it. Uh, I'm not. I can't. It's just a bunch of you know. Act it out. If I've seen the play, in. like Hamlet is is a great play. Uh, yeah. You need to be in the. Play. Then you need to I act can it out. I can equate. <laughs> so, I forgot. I do, forgot to mention. Here you go. Everybody see what that? What is this? Let me see. What is this? That's my website. Oh, cool. My yes. Website. Light on the threshold. Lightonthethreshold.com, right? Well, it's actually DanielAndrewLockwood.com. Daniel Daniel oh, my God. It's brilliant. It's got the entire beginning of how to change your life, step one to it goes from the beginning. The beginning. My phone number's actually on there, too, under contacting me. So I'll put it up when we do the podcast, um, when I send it out. But I want to ask you the chapter you were going to discuss today was the one on synchronicity, right? Was it a different chapter? No, this is the one that I wanted to was about making wishes come true. Oh, I love that. I love the that's, title that's of the, your book. We're going to have to well, have the, you on The again. title of the book that... Pardon? We've got to figure out this audio because we uh, ha I think if I get you some headphones, you can, we can not talk over each other. I think it's the headphones. I am sorry about that. And that is one of my... I get kicked under the table a lot for interrupting. Uh, oh, no, you're not. No, you're the guest. <laughs> I love you. Well, you're the you best. know. But I remember, Daniel, I met you because he, he had been writing on Quora to help people. And there's a lot of people suffering in life from deep depression and suicidal tendencies. And we were both trying to help people to grasp these concepts that the world is really your oyster. You really can yeah. take charge. Yes, it is a beautiful world. Life is supposed to be joyous, happy, and free, and fun, but we're so mired in the tiny, petty difficulties, and we're so, we don't believe in ourselves enough. We don't love ourselves enough. We're not, we're not liberating our consciousness, so, and Wayne Dyer, one of the, one, yeah, go ahead. I was going to say, one of the biggest secrets of life is we all have the ability to live more than once without dying. Ooh. Really? Explain. You 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 you've got more than two lives under your belt in this lifetime, don't you? Yeah. No, I do. <laughs> I do. Yes. Definitely. I do. I mean, you, you you literally can be reborn without dying and keep going. I shake it off when I'm sad or depressed or I'm mired in some sort of self conflict. I go, oh, wait. I've got, I think of five things to be grateful for. And I go, I'm alive. I have my eyesight. I feel loved today. I have the power to change any mood I'm in. I really do feel that I have that power. But I got this because I started to believe in a power greater than myself that loves me. And it's inside me. It's the inner power. You know, it's not some anthropomorphic God in the sky to me. You know, and for, for anybody out there that is thinking about looking at AA, don't let the don't let the spiritual aspect of it sway you. And, and the reason why I'm saying that is, is that there the word God 
yeah. is, is in there a lot, but that's really just a filler. Okay. Right. Right. Um, you need to believe in a power greater than yourself. And honestly, anyone who has something you want is a power greater than you. If somebody oh. over here that's got peace in their life and is willing mm -hmm. to share how they got peace in their life, greater power. There's a greater that's power true. right there. You wow, know, it doesn't have to be a deity. One. Really, it just doesn't. No. To me, it's the fellowship of the spirit. The fellowship of so many people wanting the same thing and helping each other letting go of their selfishness long enough to help you and it, it's yes. like a, a circle of love and it, it grows exponentially once you start getting out of your self-centered fear if, but i actually if, yeah if your if your belief in a higher power morphs into something that's got that's fine i don't do whatever you want yeah. but it doesn't have to it just doesn't have to but i have to say <laughs> i always wonder how it happened for me that i was able to raise my hand and surrender 20 years of hell and, and misery and addiction and absolute low self-esteem. And I was raised by a bipolar, very violent, abusive mother. And I wondered how I was able to, to just surrender that. And everything in my life changed by that simple act, that simple action of believing that something loved me enough to just toss my burdens away. In the Bible, it says, cast your burdens on the Lord. In AA, it's surrender let go let, let go and let god whatever you want to call god god can be group of drunks god good orderly direction um you know great outdoors <laughs> but yeah, yeah. if you don't believe in a power greater than yourself go to the ocean and try to stop the waves that's one way well actually your great outdoors is an excellent moniker because it, you live in california and unfortunately yeah. it's burning down right now well, it's um, beautiful today. <laughs> I think one of the most spiritual places I've ever been in my life was one of the most spiritual places I've ever been was the Mirror Woods. Oh, I love Mirror Woods. The, the, the redwood Star. groves and stuff out there in California are just uh, oh, temples. So beautiful. They really are. Oh, it's so beautiful. We have to. It's I was just thinking. Breathtaking. It's breathtaking. I was thinking of how to pray for the people who have been killed in the fires and who are losing everything. And that is the secret: is to have a heart of compassion. And I've had some miracles through prayer as well. I call them miracles. They're really not miracles. They're natural law. But yes. they look like the nature's been rearranged. But actually, I think we're supposed to be living in that frame of mind all the time. I think our unwillingness to see common miracles causes mm -hmm. a lot of pain. Yeah. I mean, there's a dandelion in your yard that you don't want is honestly a miracle. I like what, um, yeah. <laughs> what did uh, Carl Sagan say? He goes, if you're going to make an apple pie from scratch, first you've got to create the universe. <laughs> you know, like, you know, oh, oh yeah, that's, uh, <laughs> I guess so. That's funny. So everything is really, no matter what you look at, it's just this miracle. Everything. Everything's a miracle. You know, I was, cry last week I went to an AA meeting and I was crying about the little boy who died. They asked me to speak because it was my birthday. 26 years on Friday. Thank you for my chip. That was so sweet of you. Um, my beautiful, I have to show it. I have to bring it out, but it's not here right now. Um, it was the big book, the original big book of AA, you know, beautiful ceramic chip. But I was grieving the, the death of a child in the fires and he died with a little puppy in his arms and I couldn't get over it. And I forgot that I don't have the control of God. I can't see everything. But I remembered, 
I asked the group how to pray for this child. And I, then I remembered that when my little boy was in third grade, he had a high fever that lasted a whole week. And another child had a high fever in, in the fifth grade. And they sent a notice home the next day saying, little Benjamin died of a high fever overnight. And my heart broke for the mother to the point where I could not stop crying. I fell to my knees in, in the kind of prayer that passes all understanding, that deep compassion prayer, where I just mm. prayed for the mother. Uh, and I, I said every prayer I could think of. And then I immediately got in my car to find her. And I don't even know how she lived in an apartment building, which means you couldn't get into the building. But I found the address and I, my car drove over there by itself. I felt like I wasn't even in the driver's seat. And it veered over to the street. And there was a woman on the sidewalk. She looked, she looked tormented in her bathrobe, kind of just crying. And the car kind of parked right near her. And, and it veered over there. And I rolled the window down. I went, are you Benjamin's mother? And she said, yes. And I got out and I ran into her arm. We ran into each other's arms. And we just held each other on That's the street. And she said, did God send you? And I said, yes. yes, I think so. And I went into her house and she showed me, she had a little apartment and her little boy that died slept in the living room and his brother in the other room. And all his Yu-Gi-Oh and Pokemon cards were all around and all of his toys. And she wanted to just show me everything. And I just sat with her and I listened for two hours. And I told her out of the blue, something my brother had told me before he died. Um, our children are on loan to us. God needed him back home for something else, for bigger business. And she ended up using those words in the funeral and the memorial service the school went to a couple okay. days later. All I know is we don't know the reason for anything, but all we can do is be human angels for each other and get out of our selfishness long enough to care about someone else. That was uh, my lesson. Who's the guy's name that started America's Most Wanted? That his little boy was beheaded? That's right. John, and oh, what's killed. his name? Yes. Yeah. Oh, he's um, wonderful. That's right. There, there's a great example of somebody who took what most people would put a bullet in their head over. I imagine exactly. I would contemplate that. John Walsh. And yeah. He, he, John Walsh. He took that, and I mean, how many lives has he changed for the better through that act? You know, I mean, it's it's Definitely. not that I not that I agree with what happened to start it not at no. all but it, it is an example that people can you know turn turn bad into good you can use those things as levers to to make the world a better place yeah his little child was was abducted and murdered and he found the oh my god yeah a parent finds a little boy and he turned it into something good. He started America's Most Wanted and started this, this crime yeah. show, an FBI mm -hmm. show. Yeah. He's done amazing and, things. And, and, then there, and then there's people out there that goes, oh, well, he cheated on his wife. And I'm like, what are you talking about? What, why why <laughs> yeah. are you going what about? What's yeah. the point of that? I mean, yeah, exactly. you know, uh, uh, that, that bothers me. Anybody that says what about is trying to take away from something uh, they can make the world a better place. Exactly. Wow. You know, what just, a beautiful. Well, can we do another chapter of your book once we get, let's get the, the, uh, the audio working better, but I want to do every chapter in your book because it's a miraculous book. I can't wait for it to come out. And, how to and make, that how way, that to way, make wishes. 
that way nobody will have to buy it. <laughs> no, uh, no, no, it doesn't matter do to me. A, like I said, I've already workshop. got a job. Uh, no, don't so, buy it. Uh, if but it each... helps people, it helps people. That's really all I'm. That's what we need. Beautiful. Okay. How to make wishes come true. It'll be out when it's ready. I have the same thing. My book will be out when it's ready, but we should help people now. But yeah. this really was enlightening talking to you. I love talking to you. Um, so let's do it well, again. I, I like interrupting you. <laughs> <laughs> you know <laughs> Sorry. You don't do that. I'll get it's headphones the audio. <laughs> These work, but I, I think they have a noise, a noise feature, which keeps the, the echo out. Because in the beginning of Zoom, we were all echoing over each other. It's just, I've been using it a lot lately for, I teach a class. I will on get Zoom. some headphones, a little speaker coming down. I'll get that Tony Robbins look down, you know. Oh, cool. Yeah. You're going to be as good looking. <laughs> You're better looking. Okay. I love you. No, no Tony, Rob you. Tony Robbins is, he's a good looking guy. <laughs> he's good looking. So, yeah. I actually love Tony Robbins. Wayne Dyer has a book. One of my favorite books by Wayne Dyer is called, You'll See It When You Believe It. When you believe it. Yep. Not the other way around. Yes. Okay, so we're on a self-help journey, but it's a journey of discovery and lifting our consciousness above the mortal realm where we seem to be mired in arguments. But above that realm is this higher plane and you can slip into the joy of life by letting go. Yeah, my, my journey is about shining a light on the doorways. Mm. That, that's really all. It, I don't want to tell people where to go. Yeah. I just want to light up where to start. Well, that's good. We need that. We need that prime. And by the way, men need your book. That's what you're trying to say. I what think I you're think. right. We, women, we, we do a lot of self-analysis, self-reflection, but men are stuck in this kind of Neanderthal way of being where they feel they're, they're not allowed to express their emotions without being named or labeled. One, one of my things is that I point out with guys is, are you, doing, are you doing things that are tough or doing things that are easy? Are you a tough guy or are you a pushover? I mean. Mm. Is it, is it, is it tough to walk away from a fight or is it easy to start a fight? Which is tougher, you know, oh, are you doing the things that really away. are tough to do? That's a good, a good yeah. question. Are you really, are you really doing tough things? Are you dropping mm -hmm. the need to be right? That's pretty tough to do. Oh, for everybody. Yes. We're going to leave it there for now and I'll have you back next week, I hope. And so thank you. Thank you, Daniel, Andrew Lockwood. Thank you. Thank you, Lydia Cornell. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a lot of fun. So stay tuned yes. for more shows coming up and have a joyous, wonderful weekend starting tomorrow. Yes, you too. <laughs> I think we're going to hit you. some antique stores. Oh, good. Oh, antique stores. Have fun. I promise. Thank you very much.